when we start talking about how that affects symbiotic marketing, so it's the megaphone that gets the message that your business believes out to the world. We start talking about how does everything in our business begin to lead us back to the next thing and connect us to the next thing so that when you make one action, you're actually creating connections or like drawing a line essentially or connecting like threading a connection between everything that you're doing in sales, in operations, in marketing, and in your client experience process to the overall values of the human behind the business. Welcome to the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Santiago. This is episode 14, and boy, oh boy, are you in for a treat. It's Masterclass Monday with the wedding business architect, Kelly Dabb, and she's talking about symbiotic marketing connecting everything about your business and create a sustainable circle of influence to gather and retain your clients. Whew! Grab your notes and refill your coffee mug and listen to this episode that I should have called Client Trap. Kelly Dab is the founder of Wedding Industry Education and a wedding business architect. Known as a thought leader and disruptor in the wedding industry, Kelly brings a digitally-minded approach to clarity, strategy, and mastery in business. After 14 years in event planning, hospitability, venues, and catering, Kelly has worn the heels and carried the bus tubs. Described by industry peers as a smackdown delivered with a bouquet of roses, Kelly leads thousands of wedding industry professionals through empowering ingenuity, and encouraging innovation in life and business. As a featured author, educator, and speaker, Kelly facilitates live educational communities and online programs for wedding professionals around the globe. I cannot believe she's here, but friends, help me welcome Kelly Dab. Hey, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. This will be a blast. Oh, man. I've been reading up about your education and your workshops, and I really can't wait to get into this. So first, before we start, tell us something that people probably don't know about you. Um, so... I do talk about this a little bit, but it is kind of my secret identity. You know, like the little thing nobody really knows is that I actually went to college and my passion for the majority of my life has actually been musical theater. And so that was what I went to college for, music performance. And I actually performed professionally in musical theater before I ever joined the wedding industry. It's actually not super far off, the wedding industry versus the backstage of the theater and, you know, the world of theater but that is my little like secret identity cool yeah i was just gonna say it's kind of like the same especially when you get into education you kind of like stand in front of people too and I, <laughs> I i must confess i'm the same i just have a face for radio that's why i'm doing podcasts i see <laughs> I, think, I think we could say that about all of us most of the time <laughs> So I love asking these icebreakers now because it's easier for me to segue into, so how did you get into the business and, you know, what you're up to? Sure, absolutely. So I actually started in the wedding industry 14 years ago, and I really started by accident. I've always been crafty. I think that comes with being creative like the rest of us. And so I happened to stroll into a craft store, and my cousin was getting married, and I called my aunt, and I was like, yeah, so I'm in this craft store, and there's all these amazing wedding things, like, you know, all the tchotchkes, like they were all like on this big like yard sale or whatever it was, it was kind of like a, you know, whatever blowout. And so I called her up and I said, Hey, let's do this. And from that, I actually ended up coordinating the entire function, planning the function. I did all the flowers. I sang three times and my kid was in the wedding and all the things, right? And then it was not long after that, my aunt um, gave me just a little bit of money to thank me for what I did. And I used that money and I invested in the Association of Bridal Consultants where um, I got my professional bridal consultant certification. And that sort of was the, the rest is history. After that, I ended up in venues and high-end hospitality and from there into catering and now into education. 
educating. So it's been a wild 14 years, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it flew by really fast, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when you look at your kid who's 16 and you're like, crap, how did that happen? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. Like I always tell people there are two kinds of brides whenever they we talk to them about their wedding. There's two kinds. One, after the wedding, she never wants to talk about the wedding again, like wedding planning. And the other one turns into a wedding vendor afterwards because, you know, they plan these things for like a year at least and they fall in love with the process. So, yeah, it's it's always going to be either or, but it's it's just something that you're going to find out if you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to having your own business, like you got into this business, right? And then the good thing is you went straight to education. You you found out that you wanted to do this and then you got certified. And for me, I feel like people need to know the business part, actually having a business. And that's the most important part. Like you, the, people always tell you like how to sell and how to do this, but just organizing everything and making sure that in the wedding service industry that we concentrate on customer service. So I know that we are going to talk about symbiotic marketing, which is what you're passionate about. Would you like to explain more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I absolutely believe in education. Education is the first thing that every single creative or wedding professional should go to. So when we talk about education, we talk about the business side of the wedding business. Actually, I didn't know any of the things that I know today when I started my business. Um, as a matter of fact, I spent a lot of years sort of like floating around trying to find what it was that would actually propel me, right? And it actually wasn't until I started blogging that I understood how the internet and how digital marketing really truly works. And through an understanding of digital marketing and an understanding of how we can take a message and get it out there, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a giant light bulb went off in my head and I was like, this is what I was missing in my business, right? Because we're so lucky, okay? When I started my business, I had a flip phone, okay? Like in today's day and age, we are so lucky. We have the internet at our fingertips. We have every tool we could possibly imagine to run a, like a high-functioning, easy-to-operate, easy-to-market business, and we don't know how to do that, right? So I believe in the humanpreneur. Do you know what that is? The humanpreneur. Yes. So this is a like a majorly held philosophy. I watch it in my clients and in my students. And my philosophy is this. The human behind your business, especially in our small businesses. So the owner is represented in the ultimate end result of the brand. So what's happening inside of the owner is happening inside of the business, right? Mm -hmm. So if the owner is struggling with comparison, or if the owner is struggling with marketing, or if the owner is struggling with sales, or if the owner is hurting in life, you know, there's been a loss or, you know, life is handing you a broad deal right now, then your business is going to reflect all of those things. That's why when we start talking about creating connections between each of the areas of our business that lead to what I call symbiotic marketing, then we can start to see really, really clearly how what we do on a daily basis, what we feel, how we are shows itself in our business and ultimately shows itself in how we acquire new clients. That's so true because I remember when I went through, I think maybe like five years ago when my dog passed away and it was like a struggle to, because we don't have any kids. So my dog is like my baby mm -hmm. and we struggled like the, every single day I had to go back to work right after we put him down and it was a struggle and it really reflected on the work and it affected everyone and all of the guys. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally it's understand. true for 
everyone, myself included, if I happen to wallow around in comparison one day, right? Or like, you know, I was being stupid and I felt like my to-do list wasn't long enough. So I stayed up till 4 a.m. thinking I could get more things done. Then the next day and the days prior, like my business suffers as a result. Your marketing suffers, the way you work with your clients, how you treat them. Everything like is a result of your, like the personal core values that you like carry into everything that you do. So when we start talking about how that affects symbiotic marketing, right? Marketing is the end. It's like your megaphone, right? So it's the megaphone that gets the message that your business believes out to the world. So when we start talking about symbiotic marketing, we start talking about how does everything in our business begin to lead us back right? To the next thing and connect us to the next thing so that when you make one action, you're actually creating connections or like drawing a line essentially or connecting like threading, right? A connection between everything that you're doing in sales, in operations, in marketing, and in your client experience process to the overall values of the human behind the business. Whenever I think about how to market my business. As soon as I step into that part, because, uh, you know, being in the creative industry, we always focus on the product, right? And then we forget about there's like a whole thing other than that away from the product. And once I step into, oh, crap, I need to market. I need to I need to post something on social media. I get lost. Yes. <laughs> I get completely yes. lost. And it takes me time to recover from that. And then once I recover, I need to go back to being creative again because I have all these backlogs and stuff. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. I describe this like um, compartments. For some reason in our head, and I did this myself, in our head, when we need to do something, like it's accounting time, right? We walk over to the wall of compartments and we take off the one labeled accounting and we pull it down and we counting things and we think if we slide it back up then we did a good thing and we can go back to being creative right yeah, and then yeah. we might take the marketing one or we might take the facebook one down and then we put it back up there right but i actually truly believe that there's a completely different way of approaching the way that you do business so i'm going to give you an example and i want if you're listening right now i want you to grab a pen and paper okay and if you're in the car or wherever you are, um, just close your eyes and imagine for one second. Wait a minute. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Yeah, I was just However, say. <laughs> <laughs> just, Im just imagine with me for one second a circle, a giant circle, okay? And a giant circle is the whole totality of your business, okay? It's everything. Your business is that circle. And everything that you do is inside of the circle. Your services, your offering, your humanness, your everything is inside of that circle. Okay? And I want to talk about each one of the areas of your business in which someone can find you or hire you or learn about you. Okay? So I call these points of entry. Okay? So how do they come into that? How do they come into knowledge of your business? Do they see you on Facebook? Did they run across you on Instagram? Are they using your hashtag? Did they find your opt-in? Uh, did they hear about you as a referral? Did they see you at a bridal show? I want you to think of every single one. If you've got that pen and paper, I want you to start writing down everywhere that someone may encounter your business, okay? Where do they find you? How do they hear about you? In what ways do they know? Is it like you're working with your accountant and his daughter is getting married? Okay, that's a networking relationship. So that goes on the outside of that circle. Okay, for each one of those things, I want you to put a dot on the outside of the circle. Okay, okay. the outside of that circle is all of the points of entry to your business. Okay, how do people find you? Where do they come from? All right. So I want you to put, and you may have five dots because you're a new business. And so you're still learning. You may have 25 dots because you have opt-ins and Pinterest and blog posts and features and all of the other things that you spend time building out, right? That you think are different compartments. I want you to draw them in individual circles or individual dots on that big circle. Okay. okay. I have five dots. 
It used to be 25, but now it's five because. Okay. So, so regardless, I want you to look at those, at those individual dots. And I want you to look at how each of those things go together. Let's just use the example, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. These are two dots that you're going to have on your, on your circle. Okay. So how do we connect Facebook to Instagram? Is it just hey, you're going to follow me over on Facebook or follow me over on Instagram posted on Facebook. Is that what we're talking about? Or can we create a strategic connection? So could your Instagram link in bio go to a page on your website that has a listing that also includes your Facebook profile? Could you go to Facebook and talk about your Instagram story when you're trying to use Instagram to tell something educational to your client? Yes, you absolutely can. What you need to be thinking about when you take any kind of move in your business is how do I strategically weave this back through? And if you start taking those dots on that big circle and you start connecting each one of the initiatives of your business to each other, what starts happening is you start creating what looks like a web, right? If you start connecting those lines or anyone ever heard of a dream catcher, right? It kind of looks like that. Yeah, I was just going to say it looks like a dream catcher. Correct. It's your client catcher is what that is, right? So once they come into there, when you strategically connected each one of the areas of your business, what happens is a client falls into what I call your circle of influence. Okay, so that circle of influence right there, you've caught them and they're going to continuously bounce between each one of those entry areas of your business because you've made a strategic and symbiotic connection. And what happens is you become their thought leader. We all know the word influencer, right? Yes. Those are the people that don't wear enough clothes on Instagram, right? And (laughs) post about like their shaving products, right? Okay. Adventures and food. Right, exactly. And so all of a sudden, we're like going to throw all the money out of our pockets. Well, here's the deal. When it comes to wedding clients, they're looking for that same kind of quote unquote influencer feel because they're in that like genre and generation of people that believe in influencers. So if you can get a client into your circle of influence and keep them in your circle of influence, what happens? You become their influencer. You become their thought leader. You become the education by which they plan their function, right? So if you say photographers should cost this much or videographers should cost this much in a blog post that's on your website that links to Pinterest, that links them to your Instagram, that brings them back to your lead capture page. And oh, by the way, here's a feature I have on this particular you know, media site. Then what they're going to go is, hey, whoa, this guy really knows what he's doing. That actually makes sense because um, now I'm trying to think of the client catcher that I have and some of the stuff I have are dead ends. So it's, it's a good idea to have that in your head. But here's the thing. Nothing is ever a dead end. What you haven't created, if you're looking at your own circle and you're going, well, these don't go together. What you haven't created actually is the symbiotic connection. So strategically look at it and say, where do these connect? How can I connect them? How can I talk about this in this place? Or how can I connect these? So I always tell my clients, never, ever, ever do something one time. Wait, I should say that again, because I believe that in automation, you're going to do it one time. But what I'm saying is never do it for one reason. Always do it for multiple reasons. Okay. Always do it because you're going to stretch it out and take it as far as it's going to go. So when people ask me, how did I get so far so fast? All I say is that when I do things, I do it with clear intentions as to what it's going to get me out of this and how far it's going to go. So I take one Facebook post and I think, how far can I stretch this? Okay. Okay. So I might say, here's a blog post, right? So let's say I share an article on Facebook. I'm using Facebook to share an article from my blog. Okay. So they go to my blog. Every single blog post has an embed in it. So you get a free guide. And so then I get their email address. Then I have their emails. In that email, 
I'm going to prompt them to follow me on social media. I'm also going to, in an email, ask them to join my community, Wedding Industry Education. Then I'm also going to get them into the community. And when they get in the community, I'm going to greet them. And I'm going to say, hey, send me a friend request. So I've connected with them again, right? So what's going to happen is I'm actually creating a circle. Paul, you're a perfect example of this. Do you know why? Why? Because we did not know each other less like two weeks ago. We were not Facebook friends. We had never spoken before, right? So yes. we connect over this, uh, this experience today. You joined my community. We became friends on Facebook. And now you're getting involved in what's happening in the community, right? I am. Yeah, it's very yeah. engaging. You went to my website. You've, and of course, that's part of your homework. I totally understand. But you had an experience with my brand to the point that you know that I offer educational courses, right? Yes. Yes. I didn't have to do that. You did that. You did that on your own, just clicking around in my circle of influence. Yes, exactly. I remember when I, when I was trying to research. I mean, I didn't have to go to your website because there's so many articles about you. And it's just once I got into the group, the community... And then I go back to your website and it's just like you everywhere, which is perfect right. because it's so easy to look up if I need And that is exactly what a circle of influence does. Because the thing you want a client to say to you is I've seen you everywhere. That's exactly the answer you want to hear every single time. Well, how did you find us? If someone, if I ask that question now, how did you hear about us? Most people will say, well, I've seen you everywhere. Okay. But that's not because I'm doing any more or less work. It means that I trapped them in a space that now everything they encounter from me when they get an email or when they see an article or whatever, it comes back to me, right? And so then when you think of somebody who sells courses for wedding professionals, I'm going to come to your mind, right? So the same thing works in your business, though. It doesn't have to just be educators or people that are in the online selling space. It can be anyone. The internet works the same because that same web, the same intentional symbiotic relationship that you're creating with the outlets of your business and the initiatives of your business, they actually look just like the internet. That's how it works. Remember, it used to be called the interwebs, right? The interwebs. Because when you connect one thing to the other thing, the internet goes, oh, those things go together, okay? And so it starts to pull up more and more and more of the things that go together, which means that the algorithms start to show people more and more and more of the things that they already encounter. The other day, I had somebody message me. She's a seasoned wedding professional, and so... The internet isn't her, um, you know, biggest use of, she's not super tech savvy. Mm. And so she said to me, Kelly, you're just posting all the time. Why are you posting all my whole feed is all Kelly. And she's like, I'm going to have to stop following you. And I responded by saying, so you are engaging with this stuff that I'm posting, which means that the algorithms are showing you more, right? So like what happens is if you engage, right? Cause she had been commenting in the group and she had been engaging with my stuff and liking it. What happens when you engage? with something you see more of it right because yeah. the internet is designed to trigger things in your body that make you happy so if you're engaging so the same works for your client if they start engaging with you on instagram and you've connected your instagram to your facebook or your website to your instagram they're going to be seeing those things more that is what machine learning does inside of the internet it connects the user's experience with the things that they want to see Yes. Right. So if you can learn how to use words and use a symbiotic relationship in everything that you do. So you're no longer just managing a client or you're no longer just marketing and you're no longer just networking. You're creating symbiotic relationships between everything that you're doing. So how do I go to a bridal show and get that girl on my lead list? Not just the list that they send you at the end that's not curated. I'm saying, how do I get this girl on my lead list so I can send her a customized email? And then once you 
she receives my email, how can I get her as an Instagram follower? Or how can I create an existing relationship or move her to a Facebook group that I have for brides or whatever, okay? Whatever your relationships are and the areas of your business, think about how you can move someone through your circle of influence. When you do that, you will grow further and faster in your business without a doubt. That is the core foundation of how digital marketing works. And it, all it requires is just a little bit of understanding of what the messaging is behind your brand, the core values of your brand. When you know that, everything connects really easily. Okay. So now I think I have it figured out. Okay. At least for me, for, as a wedding videographer. The thing is, whenever I have a new wedding video, I don't really post it on my personal one or, oh, well, I don't really post it on my personal one, but I post it through like Instagram or the, the, the Bafo video fan page, right? But then I realized it has to reach a certain demographic because whenever I post it on my personal site, it's just like my family and friends and they don't really care about that. So I... I should probably do more blog posts so that when I post it on Facebook groups or our fan page, then it goes to our site and then I could do blog posts about not about the wedding, but more of like educational, like these are the venues that we like to work at or these are the exactly. photographers. Yeah. So what happens when you connect your brand to your 10 favorite venues? What happens when someone searches a venue? What also will they find? They're going to see your product. Exactly. And what happens when you tell the 10 venues that you feature them in a blog post? That's perfect. They're going to share it for you. They're going to be happy because they're going to want to share it with you, right? So, so the deal is the more you start thinking along the lines of symbiotic relationships between everything you do, the better off your business will be and the faster it will grow. So if we start talking about like, how do you know or how did you find that person? If you know somebody that like they're super visible, right? The business seems like, gosh, how do they like get so much visibility? Go look. Go find out where they are. Go look at the relationships that they're creating in their marketing and that they're creating in their business and look and see. So uh, there's no reason aside from copywriting and I could be totally wrong. Let me just first say I'm not a videographer, but there's no reason why there's not something on YouTube for your business. Okay. And so YouTube then connects, you can put links in the comments for pretty much everything, right? So right. you're linking to your website, you're linking to the products that the clients use in your Amazon affiliate storefront, you're linking to uh, other vendors, you're linking to, I mean, hey, do you want the top 10 venues in your city or the most photographic or videographic? I totally made that word up, by the way. I have no <laughs> idea if that's really a word, but like, it do you want them, you know, five secret hidden places to shoot your wedding video? Opt in to receive that now. You can be receiving leads directly from your YouTube channel. Not only that, then you could be pushing out Pinterest clips. So Pinterest now allows for video. So you could create those 30 second clips pin them as Pinterest posts that lead them either to your YouTube channel to watch the full video that then leads into your email funnel, which then leads them to your Instagram and your Facebook and your yada, 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 yada. And you never lose that contact until they say, hey, I just see you everywhere. Right. Yeah. And then you become the person that's like so popular to them. You don't need to find them all. That's the thing. You don't need to find them all. What you do need to find is you need to find the person who's going to bounce around in your circle of influence for a while until they come to you. That's that whole seven or eight touch points before they ever inquire. When we talk about that, we've always thought, well, what is my seven or eight touch points? That means I need to follow up four times. And that's not true, especially in today's society, because they're not following you on Instagram. Are they checking you out? Heck yes, they are. They may not follow you. They're not going to send you a like on your Facebook page, right? Or follow you to indicate that they're looking at you, but they're definitely looking at you, right? Yeah. They might be reading your wedding wire reviews. 
So, or whatever, you know, site you're getting reviews on. So if you're, if you have reviews out there, how are you connecting that site back to what it is you're doing in your business? What are you offering? Okay. So if you send out a blog post and an email, like you get an inquiry, let's say for example, you get an inquiry and you know, we talk about ghosting all the time and it's a huge problem because they just want your price. Right. And then they're going to fly away. And I actually don't think that's the real problem. I think the real problem, problem is that they don't feel resourced enough by you. Okay. So you just say, well, here's some basic information and here's my basic price. Go away. Right. And actually the feeling needs to be more like I'm drawing you in instead of here's the information. What are you going to do? Balls in your court. Right. It really needs to be like, Hey, this is an opening door for you to come in and let me show you all the other things I have available to you. And then they're like, oh, it's kind of like the person that walks into like a candy store with free samples, right? Because you're going to pick up one sample that's at the door and then you're going to go a little further back. Anybody take like any of the women or you guys take your wives to like the lotion stores and like the Bath and Body Works, right? And they try the lotion at the door and they smell it, right? And they only do one little spot. And then by the time you leave that store, how many different kinds of smelly things do we have on us? Like five or six or 10, because we were drawn in by something. So the real problem is when you send that initial inquiry response, you don't throw the ball back in their court. You say, hey, come on in and let's see what else we can give you. How much lotion can I put on you till you buy something from me? Okay, that's your ultimate goal of getting them in that influence circle. And so their entry may be a referral or their entry may be a bridal show or their entry may be a Facebook post or whatever it is. But keeping them in that circle of influence is about creating those symbiotic connections. Okay, wow, that's amazing. I already have like this. It's, uh, I'm already thinking about it. I'm already exhausted, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like what you said, never do it for one reason. So all you have to do is set one thing. And after that, because you could always use like Google Docs to make like a, a customized signature with all the links. And then you right. just copy paste it everywhere you post, right? Exactly. And you know, here's the thing, the thing that we forget about social marketing and the thing that we forget about using the internet and blogging and all of that stuff is that it's really about creating conversation. Okay. So when I'm thinking about what I'm going to post, you will never, ever, ever, ever see me post something like, Hey, I have opening spots available. Book me now. I'm running out of spaces. You'll never see that. Will you see me say, let me tell you the story about this client and here's her successes and here's what's happened. And let me tell you a story of this dad and daughter that danced and, you know, don't miss out on your opportunity to be able to dance with your dad. We'll take care of the rest. Right. I don't ever, ever just say book, 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 you know, like that's not it's for social marketing is about creating conversations. If you look even in in the creative space and you start watching Facebook ads, right? Because Facebook ads are your feed is full. Okay. That's, that's the conversation right now in digital marketing land, your Facebook feed is full. So they're upping the price of Facebook ads to weed out people that can't afford them. All right. And they're noticing that people are responding better to images in a Facebook ad that's like people in their kitchen, their family, on a boat. Like they're not even using images that relate to the content anymore because it doesn't stop the scroll. It doesn't make people pay attention. So now they're posting images in their PJs or whatever, anything that looks more authentic and looks more real, people are more likely to engage with. Okay. So the whole idea that, you know, well, my, I I have to look super professional or I have to like, oh, this graphic is perfect. The idea that you think you're always going to get results from that perfect graphic isn't the case anymore. Okay. We need to be thinking about how do we create emotion, feeling, and connection with everything we do. 
Okay. And not just that symbiotic connection, but connection with what your client wants to buy from. What do they believe in? What is their philosophy? Why do they care about their function? So if you're a desk, let's say you want to be the kind of person that packs up your gear and hits the road and you want to be a destination videographer, right? You have to start talking about the relationship that you have with travel and adventure and the moments that you experience and what it smells like, because then you're going to be identifying with the person that wants to pick up and travel for their wedding function, right? You, If you want to be the kind of person that is like rises to the top of the videographers in your market, then you need to start connecting yourself with the big players and the big thoughts and the big ideas of how to elevate your function in your town. Okay. And so all of your focus becomes on creating buzzwords and thinking about the events that are happening in your city and how are you supporting them and how do you become the sponsor and how do you become the one who sends out Let's say we locally have a rental company that does a bridal show, an open house bridal show, right? So how do you become the videographer whose logo goes on that promo video, right? Like you need to be thinking about how you put yourself in front of all of the things that are happening in your local market. And you can take it as big or as small as you want. I actually have a question about- Sure. Actually, I have a question because I know that for you to be able to connect to your clients, you have to be yourself, right? Of course. And more than anything ever, ever, ever. Yes. So my thing is I have a personal Instagram and then I have a business Instagram. And I try not to mix those two because I don't want to I don't want to communicate something different to the client. But what do you think about that? Like having a separate because you were saying about like the content that you put out there because content is king, right? It has to be the, the content has to be well thought of. Well, it has to be yes, the number one priority. So if you're like looking at, do I have a personal account and do I have a business account, right? Yeah. And what is it? Here's the deal. If your client, your potential client wants to find your personal account, they'll find it. Yeah. I mean, it's, the internet, right? So like they'll find your name, they could find your shipping address, they could find whatever they wanted if they really wanted to find it, right? Yeah. The deal is what we have to learn how to do more than anything. And again, I have no problem with you have whatever accounts you want to have. I and I say this about the tools that people use and right, it has to work within your comfort zone, the way your brain works, the way your your personality and your core values work, whatever that is, do that because it's going to work best right? But when it comes to marketing and talking about true authentic marketing, okay, what it really means, and I'm this may be like people might throw oranges at me or whatever, but don't throw oranges. That would hurt. Tomatoes are cool, but oranges might be a little strong. <laughs> it's okay. But, we, we could make orange juice. Okay. That's right. Okay. So if we talk about authentic marketing and people are like, oh, that means I got to tell everything. I got to show my kids. I got to do that. No, authentic marketing means that your marketing is driven by your core values. It means that what you say and believe you show in your business, right? So if I truly believe, and this is my personal core value, I truly believe that your wedding day is just one part of the overarching enjoyment of the life that you're about to spend with your spouse. Okay. And so when we, when people get so caught up in the difference between lilac and like fuchsia and like, and they start losing focus of like what really matters, which is love and, you know, celebration and the things that matter in your lifetime together. I'm like, no, no. Okay. And the concept of like, this is your quote unquote dream day. Like, I think it's a bunch of bull honky, right? So when I talk about that, 
in my business, I talk about how this is not really your dream day. This is mom's day. This is your aunt's day who's waited her whole life to support your mom, right? This is your dad's day when he gets to see you for the first time, his yeah. little girl, right? Your fiance's day and his family and his best buds and like all of those things, right? This is your partner's day too. This is not just your thing, okay? So I'm going to create an entire marketing message around the things that I believe. We've got to go back to the, like, back to the basics. Let's not blow our heads up. And so I'm going to create a business that sells on those core values. So my website might say, it's not really your dream day. Actually, it's about getting together the people that you love the most, celebrating the person you love the most, and enjoying every single second without worrying about anything else going on around you. Okay, so the person that connects with that message, she's going to buy from me over my competitor that might say, oh, we believe it's your dream day and you've got this and da, 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 right? Yes. Okay. Because that's all like, and that person, the person that buys from them, they're going to believe it's their dream day and that this is the one day of their life that's going to be amazing and every day else. And I'm going to say something like, you know, when you hold your baby, this wedding's going to mean nothing to you, right? So like all of that being said, that's a core value that I sold in my business that connected me to the kind of client who believed what I believed. Okay. I love that. I love that it's very authentic because... For me, I really feel like it's a celebration of you two and the people that you invite. So that has right. to, that's how we translate it. And, you know, right. and when you yeah. tell stories through video, right, which is what you do, you're a storyteller, right? When you still tell stories through video, when you focus in on something, because I've always said, um, you know, videographers and photographers, you know, we talk about how they're artists, but I actually believe that they're spotters, which sounds funny, but I believe that videographers and photographers are spotters. They spot moments, right? They see things that I, as a planner or even in the venue or whatever, I would walk past them and miss them. And I would get pictures or video back from my functions. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see this happening. When did this happen? What was that? They spot these things that they can record, right? And so when that happens, there's a reason why you spotted that. There was a reason why you thought it was beautiful. There was a reason why you took that footage, right? What was that? What was the core thing inside of you that found that to be valuable that it's enough to record and store for a lifetime? Yeah. So when you're looking at the, the video that you edit, your, your core values are going to come out in the hours and hours and hours that you edit down to an hour or 30 minutes or whatever, right? Because you're going to go, what are the most important moments of this entire day? That's exactly right? how I feel. The thing is, like with there are wedding videographers that don't want to be called wedding videographers. They want to be called wedding filmmakers because their goal is to create a, a cinematic experience for the couple. But for us, I always tell my guys, you know, we're coverage first, guys. Our goal is to cover and make sure that we get the moments instead of like trying to figure out what our angle is going to be because that's like secondary to... Whenever we get testimonials from couples, they always say, I can't believe you got this from my dad. You got the groom crying. And that's exactly what we want. That's exactly our core values is this moment is going to pass and you're going to forget about it. And that's why we're here, because we need to capture it and make sure that when we show it to you, it's something that you're going to be treasuring for the entirety of your life, you know? Yes, exactly. And honestly, a person that wants you to capture moments and memories and when they sit down to watch it, they want they want that. They may not connect with a word like filmmaker, right? Exactly. They might they might connect more with storyteller because that's how they see it, where filmmaker might induces different thoughts. So every word that you use and the way that you describe your brand is a real description of your core values. And when you do that, like it doesn't matter what else you do because 
will be so easy to market your business. When people tell me they have trouble writing words, like I can't blog, I'm so bad at writing words, or I'm terrible at social media. When I sit down to write a Facebook post, I can't think of anything. It's actually not the words you have trouble with. It's the story you have trouble with. Okay, it's the message you have trouble with. You don't know what your message is because if you knew what your message was, when you had a thought or you had some kind of content, it would be easy to market because you know what you're trying to say. You're telling a story or you're telling your core values out loud in your brand. I didn't know that for a long time. Okay, so it's not like I just, I'm just like, oh, I'm this amazing person and I did all this stuff in my business. I played around with this for a really long time. And you want to know what held me back more than anything? What was it? What other people might think of me if I went out there and said, it's not your dream day. Right? Yeah. What would other, what would my vendor partners think of me? And what would, you know, what would happen if I stood up and said, but this is my core value and it's different from everyone else's? Then does that make me look different? And the thing that we miss every single time is that when you look different, you win, right? And when you are different and when you're so in line with what you truly believe, you win and you grow and you like, business becomes so much easier. It's so much easier to work. It's so much easier to write. It's easier to do because everything is in alignment and you have so much clarity. And so all of that symbiotic, draw lines, figure it out. It becomes a natural progression to say, this week I'm talking all about um, the reasons why you should book your videographer before you book your venue, which don't do that. I, I made that up. But like, <laughs> okay, so let's say that that's your, that's your, that's your philosophy. Okay. You need to book your videographer first so that they can tell you whether or not your site looks great. I don't know. Okay. okay? Don't, don't get me in trouble. I know. Right. <laughs> I, I made that up. Okay. So, but let's say that's your philosophy, right? So when you write a blog post about that, then you might include, these are some five secret ways when you're looking at venues or after you've hired your photographer to take them along on your, or your videographer to take them along on your tours or whatever, I'm making stuff up, right? But the point is you now carry that philosophy through. So when you go on Facebook and you, and you say, I've been sharing this week on Instagram, you know, all of the ways that blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'd love to have you join me. What are your thoughts? on, you know, when to hire a videographer in, in the planning process. And while you're over there, I have a guide that I wanted to give you about some of the five secret places that you can find, you know, great hidden spots for your wedding video, right? Okay. And so head over to Instagram and grab it. I'll put the link in the con in the first comment. Okay. So what you just did is you now created some kind of symbiotic relationship with that single Facebook post. You can now go to Instagram and your link in bio turns to a blog post that lets them download the guide, gives them all the information you want, blah, blah, blah. You could drop a lead capture at the bottom of that email, okay? With the internet and code and all of the options that we have available to us, every single page or post now becomes essentially like a flyer, right? It like you can drop it all over the internet and it becomes a voice piece for you. So don't ever miss an opportunity to drag them someplace else. Set up a meeting with me right now that can go at the bottom of every single blog post. A lead capture can go at the bottom of every single page. You can you could put in link meetup like right on the internet. You know what? Um, I've got 10 minutes or I've got three hours available and I'm here to answer any questions you have at all about wedding videography if you're looking blah, blah, blah. Okay, post it and see what happens, right? So there's no rules anymore except that when you speak, quote unquote, speak online, you do it out of purpose. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. It's, it's crazy. It's like you looked at my marketing plan from, from three <laughs> years ago. Because <laughs> you're right. When you look different, you win. And I, I remember when we were starting out, I always said, everyone's doing the cinematic look. I want to do just a very homey, candid video just capture the moment and then show it 
And then, true enough, it picked up and we got set apart from the competition because we look different. But it's technically, it's just trying to do our job, you know? Exactly. And you know what? I don't, I believe that wedding professionals, um, I work with lots of them. So, I mean, you know, we're talking with thousands and thousands of wedding professionals from around the world every single day in our community. And they are hardworking and everyone is really, really trying and everyone wants to be the best that they possibly can be. There's no doubt about that at all in our industry. The problem is that for so long, and this is just a personal held belief, we spend so much time comparing ourselves, right? And trying to come up with, hey, look what this person did. And I'll tell you, for me, it wasn't until I literally threw away what everyone else was doing. And I just figured out, you know what, what have I got to lose? I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to be myself. That I actually started seeing some kind of traffic and some kind of traction. And the funny thing is, it's not that hard. It's not like I did anything magical, right? I just started to live and say and breathe and do what I want. And I learned how to t- how to make intentional connections between each of the areas of my business. So when I am working with a client now, okay, now I serve wedding professionals, but you know, when I when I teach them how to work with their clients, every single step in the client experience process connects them back to something. Okay, it gives them a referral link. It gives them a relationship to your blog post. It it shows them how to connect with you on Instagram. It teaches them how to create a relationship with you. Or hey, by the way, I'm at this bridal show and I've got a few extra tickets. Right. So you're constantly giving and giving and giving to them to the point that. They're, they feel indebted to you. And when they're done with you, they're going to go tell all their friends how to find you the way that they found you. Right. So, I mean, it's really not that hard. It just means that when you think about your client experience process or your operations process, even down to action planning, and you look at action planning in your business, every single action or initiative that you launch in your business should ultimately go back and say, okay, When I look at this, what is my ultimate goal and how can I connect it to everything else I'm doing? So when you're action planning, like seriously, look at how does this connect? How does it make sense to everything else? How do I represent this on my website? How am I going to market it? Right. So that when you're in the middle of like the actual business side of your business, that you're creating intentional links there as well. Your business is not compartment based. Okay. You don't just pull it down off the shelf and expect that you can just fill it full of knowledge and shove it back in. That's why we think, okay, I'm just going to learn Pinterest today or I'm just going to, but you can't literally cannot master Pinterest until you know how to blog. Okay. And you can't really master blogging until you know how to connect your lead capture from your email into that. And then you really don't get the most out of blogging unless you're actually optimizing it for SEO. So you literally cannot just say, oh, I'm going to take down the SEO bucket and I'm going to learn these things and shove it back. It doesn't work that way anymore. Okay, the internet has created a place that makes that symbiotic relationship and an understanding of how that works literally essential for the growth of your business. Okay, so now I I actually want to ask you, so since probably most of the listeners already have everything set, right? They already have their Facebook, they already have their Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. Now that they got this information from you, where should people start on to change the way they get to the symbiotic marketing? So you're not going to like my answer, but I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Okay. Actually, you need to go all the way back and start with self. The hardest work in your business happens inside. Okay. It happens inside of the things that keep you from doing, saying, and being what you, what you really are. You need to go back and visit your core values. You need to figure out what it is you're going to say and do. Look, I'm all for taking action because I'm a big like do it, like dig in, do the hard work person. Okay, and you're going to get success when you do the hard work. However, the hardest work you can ever do in your business that will lead to the most results, yield the most results is the heart work. 
Okay. So dig in and find out what's keeping you from being authentic. Dig in and find out how do I talk about my core values? What are they? Right? Find out what those are. That is the first step in any kind of movement forward. And then if you really just want to talk about marketing, we, we're going to look at like get a plan. Create a marketing strategy that you can actually use, one that you can follow easily, okay? If you're in the weeds on your brand, like what am I, who am I, who do I serve, what do I look like, what do I sound like, all of those things, you need to visit that first. But if you've already like got a really good grasp on your brand, then you need a marketing strategy that literally you can look at the wall and you know exactly what you're going to post, where it goes and why it goes there, okay? And if you can do that, like right out of the gate, then you can free up pretty much everything else um, out of your life. Because then it's like, oh, it is Monday and I am going to talk about uh, a promotion that I have going on. And the promotion is going to be like us on Instagram to receive a blah. And I'm going to post it on Facebook and yada, yada. Okay, so if you don't have that plan, you won't take any action at all. So your first your first step is always going to be strategy. Heart, brand, and then strategy, set a plan, get going. Beautiful. Before this interview, I've always, I've always thought that not everyone is your client, which is pretty kind of true. But now that you've explained everything to me that, you know, there's a reason why they're not booking and it's because you just gave them your brochure and then that's it. Bye. See ya. So now it's more of making sure that they're getting enough value from you. Right. And, and I just want to clarify really quickly. I actually agree with you that not everyone is your client, but here's the big thing that we're not talking about when we say that. Okay. What we're not talking about is by the time someone ends up in your inbox, okay, unless they're just price shopping, that's a real thing. Okay. There's a percentage of that that's going to happen no matter what. Okay. But by the time they end up in your inbox, if they've had a true experience with your brand and they're in your influence circle and you've shared resources with them and you've connected with them, by the time they inquire with you, they already want to like you, okay? They already, if you do it right, okay, and you put it out there, the person that comes to you directly is is likely going to be an even better match than ever before, okay? So again, that's another problem that we have with these leads that are go- like ghosting is that you're actually not showing them what it is you are so that they have yes moments with your brand. So they need to be shaking their head yes as they're reading your website so that they say, yes, I really want to capture those moments. So in a website, like you told me about your business and a website copy that believes what you believe at your core, it's going to say something like, we don't miss the moments when your flower girl steps on her daddy's toes to dance on the dance floor. We won't miss that. And neither will you. Right. Yeah. Okay. What you just said is you went, oh my gosh, I would hate it if I missed that. And now all of a sudden she's having, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I want. This is my person. Okay, they want to have a yes moment with your brand. That's why they're spending so many hours searching. That's why they're looking at so many businesses, because they're looking for something that connects to their core values, too. Right. And so when that happens, uh, one of the things, you know, when I started talking about how I don't believe it's your dream day and how I believe that it's not just one day and you don't just get what you want. It's not your day. It's everyone's day. And I started talking about that in my business. Um, I actually attracted couples and the majority, my very first couple is the only couple ever in the history of my business that didn't have married parents on both sides. So my couples, every single one of them had parents on both sides that were still married, which is incredibly unusual. But that's because those people value the longevity of marriage, right? They value that it's that this is just one day in a whole myriad of the history of their love, right? And they see that because their parents have modeled that before them. So I connected with them on a visceral level. And to this day, the only couple of all of my wedding couples that has been divorced is that very first couple. Wow. 
right? And that is the power of message marketing. That is the power of being able to sell on your core values and connecting with people to receive inquiries for them. So no, a person that is doesn't value marriage, she's not going to hire me because she just wants her dream day. She's going to go someplace else. Right? That's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Can I tell you something before before we continue? I feel like I just want to keep this interview to myself because (laughs) this information that you've given is just so valuable and it's solid gold and it's crazy. It's just changed everything. The way I see how we market ourselves. I mean, I already had this plan and it's already been working, but now it's it's clearer and I really appreciate what you've given us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love talking about this clearly. I get like all preachy and soapboxy and stuff. But I it, it, and yet still very authentic. So I love that about you that you just translated everything that I've been feeling towards the way we look at our business into words because I had no idea what I was feeling. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, I really connected to it because this is exactly how we feel and how we, we look at everything. Awesome. And you know what? That's honestly, that is why my signature program is called Further Faster Plan, because that is literally what happens when you can align yourself with the ultimate clarity and the ultimate understanding of who you are at the core is your business just grows so much further, stretches out across the internet so much faster. And all the sudden you're like, how did that happen? Right. And you're, you're achieving things you never thought and your clients are coming in and they feel like just right. And everything starts to just flow easily. And it's simply because you let go of trying to do it the way everyone else thinks you should do it. Exactly. That's awesome. You know, there's, there's so much noise out there that most of the wedding vendors, when they post something on social media, they think that Uh, Me included, we think that, yeah, this is going to get a lot of likes and people are going to connect to it. But the truth of the matter is, everyone's feed is just filled with these things. And to be able to stand out, I feel like is you have to be authentic, but at the same time, getting guidance from people like you, because this is what you're passionate about. And you've, you've learned how to master this part of the business. Yeah, you know, it's funny. This is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do in your business. It's harder than accounting, y'all. It is hard, right? Like, (laughs) accounting is hard because I don't math. But like, like, it's harder because it doesn't it doesn't just mean that you push some button or you write some blog post or you do something or you learn some Pinterest or you blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's not as like wrapped up in a package. This whole idea, the idea of like really thinking about symbiosis in how you spread your message. Okay actually calls on you to get incredibly vulnerable and brave with yourself, okay? And if you don't have the courage and the bravery to actually stand in what you believe in and tell the stories that you believe in and explain in a way to your clients what it is that you, why you exist, like why do you get out of bed in the morning, okay? Because none of us are rolling in the riches in this industry, at least, well, I mean, there's some people that are, but like, let's be honest, like we all are normal people, you know, 99% of the industry is just like my business in little Ohio, okay? And we actually do this because we love doing it, okay? And so if you're going to do it, you might as well tell the story behind it. And don't be afraid to do it. So take that step in courage. Do one thing. Share one thing, okay? Share one thing that you're afraid somebody might. I mean, I get emails a lot where people tell me they don't like my message, right? Okay, then you're not the person that wants to pay attention to me. Go pay attention to somebody else because that's your person, right? So by the time a client inquires with me, they already believe what I have to say. And so my sales process is so much shorter and so much easier because they already believe me. It's crazy. That's what we're looking for. It's funny because I actually am about to record a podcast about that, about attracting your ideal client. So... (laughs) It's it's funny, like every, every single thing that you're talking about, 
I put it on paper already four days ago. So it's it's crazy because that is there is no formula, but there are guidelines. And as long as you follow those things, it's going to help you with your business. Because, you know, the rise of the internet and social media, I feel like has been because of people seeking for a connection, right? Yeah. So when, when you become authentic and you just g- give yourself out there and you make sure that every single thing that you put out there is about you and about what your core values are, then that's when you'll find your person. Correct. So Absolutely. And as a result, you find yourself. Exactly. Um, so it will be one heck of a journey for you if you're just starting. And you will question yourself more often than not. And this, that kind of authentic growth and that kind of like living what you believe, it is the scariest thing you'll ever do, but it's also going to be the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. And it will bring the most success for your business. And that's how you end it. That's yeah, beautiful. So. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. That's Aww. You're right. I love talking great. about this stuff. Yeah, I know. It's it's just, yeah, that's exactly how you should do it. You just have to, like, find yourself and find your people, find your tribe, and everything else is going to take care of itself because as long as you're authentic, you know, whenever you get, like, hate mail, let's call it hate mail. Whenever you get hate mail, then that means they're not part of your tribe. It's okay. You don't have to you know, debate with them or anything like that. You just have to tell them that, okay, you, you guys are part of my tribe, so it's okay. And then you just stick with the people that share the same things as you do. Exactly. You're just looking for somebody that has a yes moment with your brand. And then the actual uh, convincing part takes so much less time. Way easier. <laughs> Way easier. For sure. Like, uh, so... Just make sure that you establish your brand first because when people see who you are, then they connect with you and that's exactly how you you know that you guys are meant for each other pretty much, right? Exactly. And you'll see it. It'll be very clear. You'll start to see those people start to emerge and you'll be like, yeah, now I know why. I know it. I get it. I see it right away. Yeah. And the magic just going to start. I. I can't emphasize that enough. Like as soon as you meet the client that really loves what you do and loves your work, magic just happens and everything just becomes so easy from planning to the day itself. And thank you. I appreciate that you clarified that to us, to people who are trying to find out what they need to do and to people who already think they know what they need to do. You just clarified everything and I really appreciate that you're that you gave us this time to explain it to us. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So hopefully people have already, to be honest, I have five pages of notes because I was just jotting down every single thing that you are writing and I have so much information. So hopefully people have done the same and I really would love it if all the listeners, if you have any questions, just head it my way and then I'll, I'll ask Kelly or Kelly, you could just tell them how, how they could reach you. Absolutely. So the fastest and freest way to find me is in our online Facebook community. It's called Wedding Industry Education. You can just type it in, join. All we ask is that you show us your website. And then from there, you can connect with me at kellydab.com. But I'm super available. You can send me a friend request and you can catch me anytime. But everything you need to know about me can be find, uh, found on my website, which is Kelly. D-A-A-B.com. So that's it. I thank you so much for, for spending this time with us. I'm pretty sure everyone is so appreciative of what you did. And I will hopefully see you soon. Thanks so much. Who knew traps can be a good thing? It'll definitely help you serve your couples better and improve you as a brand. Kelly really created an amazing concept and I can't wait to know more about it. The links are in the show notes, so go ahead and look around. I'd love to know how this episode was for you, so feel free to reach out if you have any questions or suggestions. I'm throwing all these information goldness for free. So I'd really appreciate it if you help me out by subscribing, rating, or leaving a review. 
Thank you so much to those who already did it. I've been reading the comments. And thanks for listening. It means the world to me. Watch out for the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss podcast. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man. Out.